0: Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self empowerment through self discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today and I hope you enjoyed this episode. hello you guys welcome back to the podcast i am so grateful you're here today and i'm very excited for today's episode i'm having my really really good friend rebecca lee on the pod also known as rebecca lee health on instagram and rebecca lee on tiktok rebecca is a holistic nutritionist we met on tiktok over a year ago now And have grown to become really good friends ever since. She's a holistic health queen. And I love her take on so many things from self-development, becoming a better version of yourself, growing as a human, spirituality, the power of your subconscious mind and your beliefs about yourself, confidence, awareness, and manifestation, as well as a little bit about astrology. We talk about a lot of really cool things and about her journey from living in her parents' house to moving out, starting her own business, being an entrepreneur, and also her mental glow up and how she evolved spiritually and how her journey has been and the things that have helped her along the way. So I think you guys are going to love it. I am so excited to have her on the pod. And without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, hello.
1: How are you, Rebecca? Welcome to Luna the Podcast. Hi, girl. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to record this with you. Um, I'm doing good. Just having a good day so far. How are you? I'm so glad. I'm so happy to have you on the pod too.
0: For those of you listening who don't know, Rebecca is one of my close friends. We met through TikTok over a year ago now we did a challenge together last year. It was a holistic health challenge which was so fun and our friendship has grown throughout the past year. So Rebecca introduce yourself to the audience, share a little bit about you and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm Rebecca. I am a 23-year-old holistic nutritionist living in LA currently. Um I yeah, me and Carolina met last year through our passion for holistic health and wellness. And I'm just super passionate about all things holistic health, wellness, nutrition—you know, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm doing.
0: Amazing! We
1: love to see it.
0: So, um, share with the audience what is your sun, moon, and rising.
1: Oh, love this question! Can <laughs> learn a lot about somebody's big three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius sun, Pisces moon, and Scorpio rising. Love
0: that! Love all the water and fire.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. We love astrology on the
0: pod. So Oh, yes. Love Me to too. chat about that. We share our water moons in common cuz I'm a Cancer moon. So I feel like we we really get each other. Yes. Um all right. So introduce your like journey a little bit. I've seen you grow so much between the last year until now. So share a little bit about your journey, how the pandemic was for you and how that helped you evolve in your journey from learning to be on your own and become a better version of yourself. Tell us how that went for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I feel like this past year has been a time of like huge transformational growth for me and due to a lot of reasons. So I would say last summer was kind of the catalyst of when it all happened between having to be sent home from University of Michigan and not having graduation because of COVID, to getting broken up with by my boyfriend on and off of a few years at the time, um, to being like alone, like spending quality time with myself that I never really had before because I was always so busy and I was in college and I had a lot of friends and I was doing things and then the pandemic hit and I had to just spend time with myself at home, just reflecting on everything. Um, So I would say the catalyst was about last summer when I was at a low point just with with everything going on. I was about to start my corporate job and I just genuinely didn't know like what I wanted, who I wanted to be, all of these other things, just asking myself those really deep questions kind of and deciding to start like a self-growth journey, like deciding to become aware of like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to strive for. And the second I kind of made that conscious effort and decision to like go on a self growth journey and become the best version of myself, or at least, you know, work towards becoming the best version of myself. I think that's when everything started to change and things just became more in alignment. And I started my Instagram, which started to grow and my TikTok. And I started to meet all these people. And one thing led to another to where I ended up I was able to move out of my house in Chicago. I was able to quit my corporate job and now to be living in L.A. with people I've met this past year and working full time for myself. And it's just been the craziest year ever. And I would have never in a million years guessed that I would be where I'm at today. But I'm so grateful for it. Wow, amazing. It's so
0: awesome that I've gotten to know you throughout this process and seen this happen firsthand because it truly has been a transformation and a blossoming yes. for you. And having been able to follow along the process too has been so special. Um, and I think what you were saying too about learning to be on your own is one of the most important things in growing as a person. There's this metaphor that I've heard before that I really like and it's like when you are going about life your life should be so colorful and so bright on your own. You should make your life so colorful and have all the colors of the rainbow and make it super beautiful and bright. And then when someone else comes, be it a friend or seeing up another or whatever it may be, that person just makes it even brighter. So you're not turning to that other person to complete you, right? It's not like the one. You're the one. Yes. I love that. Right. And how was that process for you? You know, at first it can be really hard when healing from from a relationship and just kind of learning to
1: be on your own. So what do you think were things that really helped you in that process? Yeah. I love that metaphor so much because we put so much of our like happiness on, on external things that are out of our control when in reality, like we can choose to yeah make our own life colorful, you know, like romanticize your life, do shit like that. So I love that so much. And I think for me, what helped me was getting really honest with myself. Like when I was in college, I was always living with a bunch of girlfriends and I was always going out and I had my boyfriend and I was always being surrounded by people and being like stimulated between like what people told me I should do or just like constantly being distracted. So just getting like quiet and honest with myself of kind of like, who am i like what am i doing like why am i here and journaling a lot journaling and like a more practical tip was something that really helped me during that time i started to discover journaling and just putting words on paper and becoming aware of these things was the biggest game changer um addition in addition to reading like you recommended the power of now to be around this time last year, which was a huge game changer for me. So just like expanding my like, world of knowledge, I think that helped and finding other things in ways that I enjoyed of doing alone. So like reading readings, one journaling, going for walks, um, meditating, different things like that, or finding a creative outlet. Like at the time, my TikTok and Instagram were really just like my creative outlets that just brought me like joy. And that was on my own doing, you know, wasn't because of other people. So finding things that like I like to do alone and brought me like that joy and fulfillment too. Amazing. Yeah, that's so important. And I
0: totally agree in my own journey and learning to be But on my own, those were the key things as well, especially journaling. I love how you brought that up because the process of writing down your thoughts and being able to see them on paper or even just put them out so that they're out of your head, it can help you so much in learning to self-soothe and understand yourself and work through different emotions. So I think it's such a powerful tool. And I love that we can also bond over the power of now because it's truly a transformational book I feel like for me it was what opened me up to spirituality and began my spiritual journey and I know that for you your spiritual journey that was definitely a part of it but it had begun earlier as well so could you share a little bit about that too and how that's evolved over time
1: yeah definitely so I think I stumbled upon my spiritual journey it wasn't like I was looking for it I wasn't seeking it out I truly honestly didn't even know what was um, to be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't really know. Um, I think the first first catalyst was actually working at a yoga studio in my college town senior year. So second semester senior year, I started working at this yoga studio, and I started talking and meeting the other like instructors and people who worked at the studio, who kind of opened up my eyes to just things like yoga and meditation and energy and like energy work and healing a little bit, like kind of dabbling in those things. It wasn't anything crazy, but I started to kind of open up my eyes to, you know, the unseen a little bit. And then I think my spiritual journey really progressed when I went through this time of self-growth and when I committed to becoming the best version of myself and working towards it because I started to gain that awareness. And I think once I started to gain that awareness, that led me down more of my spiritual path because I started to realize like, okay, who am I? Like, I am more than just my body. Okay. Well, if I'm more than just my body and if I'm not my thoughts, then I must be something greater. And so learning little nuggets and tidbits from different books and different like spiritual people on like, tiktok or instagram or of a good friend like you helped introduce me to so many things and I just started to become more interested in one thing which led to another and led to another so even things just like meditation really helped and um now I'm at a point where I like have crystals and sage in my room so I never would have thought I would have been that girl (laughs) but um I am and I love it so it's just it it was a, it wasn't a journey. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to become a part of, but it kind of just happened naturally as I was trying to become the best version of myself. Yes. That's why it's called
0: a journey. Right. And it was the exact same thing for me. I never, I always had this like part of myself internally that was really attuned to like my intuition or like feelings I would get always liked astrology and stuff. But it also was that for me, it was like A process and it just kind of something I stumbled into instead of something that I actively sought out. Like I want to become spiritual. Like I'm going to go do this. It was just kind of like where my soul took me. And that's why I love it so much because it evolves. And I think sometimes, yeah. And nowadays there's so many good resources. Like TikTok is such a cool platform because I learned so much about
1: spirituality through through TikTok and podcasts and books. Exactly. And I think, like you said, that just reminded me, like, I've definitely always been a very intuitive person, even if it didn't realize it in the time, like I could always just like, I was the type of person that like, as soon as I met someone, I knew automatically like what their intentions were, like if the energy I got, but I didn't know it consciously. Um, And I've always liked astrology too, for a bit. So it was those little things that picked up. And I also think learning more about spirituality, especially when I was in like a really dark time, like after my breakup and I was alone and everything, it really brought me a lot of comfort. Yeah. It, it, I don't, it just really helped me like kind of get out of my head and be comforted in a way. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And
0: it's so funny. Cause I feel like that kind of can be a like running thread. Like for me, I stumbled upon my spirituality also after a breakup. So Sometimes it happens like that, but what does spirituality mean to you? I think a lot of people have different definitions of it. So I want to hear yours and then I can share what I think too.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I don't ever really like think about my definition that much because it definitely can be so different to so many people. But I would say that spirituality, like in my eyes, it's not like some woo-woo thing. It's just like connecting to your highest self and doing whatever makes you feel like your highest self and makes you feel good in that sense. Like makes you feel comforted makes you feel like purposeful and fulfilled and just connecting to something greater than just yourself. It's taking a step back and, you know, seeing what, what it is we're in this universe and, you know, you can connect to something greater than that's, than that's you. And I think that can look different on a lot of people, but really just like connecting to my highest self. Yeah, I love that. For me, it's
0: pretty similar. I would say I see spirituality as a source of connecting to myself in a deeper level, like getting to know who I am better and my power and how we are all like sovereign beings. We're in charge of our lives. And we can use that power to our advantage. Like we can use that power to create beauty and to create happiness and to create whatever we want because we're connecting with the greater power as well. We're connecting to the universe as a whole and us as a part of that universe. So yes, that's what it means
1: to me, but it's pretty similar to what you said. Totally, yeah. The whole creating your own reality. And I think that goes hand in hand when you are living in alignment and connecting to your highest self, you will be creating the reality that you want, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So in talking about that, you know, being your best self, being your highest self, I've seen you in your journey, learn to tap more into that and use that to create the reality that you wanted. You know, uh, when we met, you were still living in your parents' house in Chicago, working your corporate job. And now here you are in LA, working as a CEO, you know, being a nutritionist, being the boss of your own life. So share a little bit about that process because that transition is so scary and it's definitely a journey. And how did coming into alignment with what you wanted help you in that journey and what gave you the confidence to pursue what you loved?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good question because it was scary. I mean, not going to lie, this past year has been scary. I've been out of my Mm -hmm. comfort zone numerous times more than I can imagine. And I truly think I manifested like exactly mm-hmm. where I am today. And I would say that journey, like, of course the journey didn't happen overnight. It, it wasn't like, like, oh, I'm working and now I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the snap of my fingers, but I held the faith and I visualized and I made goals for myself. And I embodied the future version of myself that was in LA d- working for herself, even when I was still at home in Chicago, w- like working at a corporate job. And that really helped me as I kept learning more about like manifestation and how you have to embody the future version of you. And so most people get so caught up in their day to day, like, oh, my life sucks. I hate this job. Um, I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And instead of focusing on everything you don't have and didn't have, I tried to focus on my future goals and I would make goals for myself you know I visualized being here and I wrote things down and I did the work and of course it doesn't just happen from not doing anything like I worked my ass off too like I would work my corporate job from eight to six and on a good day during the week afterwards I would make a recipe or on the weekends I would be filming YouTube videos or I just, I, I worked 24 seven too, you know, it wasn't like I just expected it to fall into my lap. It was just the uh, the combination of like working really hard and sticking to my goals and also embodying that future version of myself who was fearless and was so driven that it just, it didn't matter. Like I felt the fear and I just did it anyway.
0: Yes, girl. Yes. I love your story and I love everything you said. And that's it, right? I'm reading this book right now by Jensen Sincero called You're a Badass at Making Money. She also wrote You're a Badass. And I just love the way she writes. And she talks a lot about fear. And she talks about how like when we're up leveling and we're kind of dreaming big and doing things that are outside of our comfort zone, our ego freaks out. And, our, and the part, the ego is the part of ourselves that wants to keep us safe, that wants to keep us in the comfort zone. But growth only happens outside of our comfort zone. So it can be this intense process of shutting down your ego, like hearing your ego out, being like, I understand this is scary, but this is the direction I want to go in. So that fear aspect is so prominent. And you mentioned that that was a big part of it. So was it for you, like embodying that higher self being like, I'm fearless, that helped you move through it? What were your biggest hurdles and like getting through it?
1: yeah I think just recognizing that it was just my ego helped me so much, so of course, I felt the fear because it was so scary, like literally at, b- right before I was about to sign the lease in LA, I had a panic attack. I was really like, "I can't do this. I literally called my roommate and I was like, "I don't know if I can do this. Like sorry, I don't think I'm going to move. Like I can't do it, I'm so nervous. Um, <laughs> I literally had a panic dropped. <laughs> yeah, I Literally had a panic attack. I was like, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> but then I slept on it and the next day I realized I'm like, this is all just the ego. This isn't like my intuition. This isn't telling me what I should do or not. This is just the ego being scared that I'm getting out of my comfort zone. And once I recognized that it was just the ego, it helped so much because the ego's a big, fat liar. It's not, <laughs> it's not guiding you in your highest good. So Rec- just recognizing that helped a lot. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize that that had happened, but it's so true. And sometimes we that's what it takes. It's just being like, I know my truth and my truth is guiding me towards this. And I'm going to honor my truth and live my truth and speak my truth. So, exactly. It's so powerful. And you also mentioned visualizing. So what are your favorite tools for visualization? Do you do it in meditation? Do you do vision boards? What's your go-to?
1: I think I did a few vision boards actually, but I really like doing it in meditation. So what helps me is like I would journal or just like write down some of my goals or like things that I wanted or things that my future self would embody. And then I would meditate on it. Um, There were some good few like guided visual, visualization meditations on YouTube, but then then I kind of just got the hang of it. Um, so that really helped. And also visualizing like right before bed. So like when you're going to go to sleep, like instead of worrying about all the problems in your day, like thinking about the things you want to happen.
0: That's so powerful. Visualization is one of the most amazing tools. And I think for me, for me right now, I'm trying to define my vision. Like this is what I want to then be able to actually visualize it. So the first step really, right, is defining this is what I want, getting clear. So do you have any tips for that as
1: well? Yeah, that is a good question. And I think a lot of people like struggle with that. And my best piece of advice is that you don't necessarily need to know exactly what you want or what your life is going to look like. You just need to put in a general direction. So for example. For me I knew that I didn't want to work a corporate job. I've always wanted to work for myself. And I didn't know exactly how that was going to happen. I didn't I had no idea about you know the things that I do now that give me stable income. I didn't know about that back then, really. But I just knew that I wanted to work for myself, so I would just envision and visualize myself like getting up, getting shit done, like working for myself, like doing doing the things that I thought I would be doing in the future, like regardless of what those actual things were, if that makes sense. It's like, you don't need to know exactly, exactly what, but just having a general direction or even just focusing on that feeling. Like for me, I wanted to feel like I could wake up and do whatever my heart desired that day I feel like free and excited about my day so like i'd visualize being really excited to get up in the morning because i hate i dreaded getting up like i was like shit i have to get up and work again like uh, this is horrible so i would visualize being excited and like jumping out of bed ready to do what i wanted to do so like little things like that yeah yeah
0: so like the feeling of freedom and excitement mm-hmm. and tapping into that 100 percent. so cool we love Manifestation over here! I'm so proud of you for for all that you have achieved, and I know that you're gonna still achieve so much. And I'm excited to follow along. Thank um, you, girl. So happy <laughs> to have
1: you along the journey. <laughs> so grateful.
0: And um, another thing we've talked a lot about is the power of your subconscious mind. So. Tell me a little bit about that, too, because you were the one who told me about the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. So you're a part of my journey in that area, too, like teaching me about that. So how did you come across it? And what are your biggest
1: tips and takeaways from it? Yeah, so I actually read that was like one of the first books I've read in this world. It was called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And it was fascinating because... It was just, it opened up my eyes to a whole nother like side of me that I just genuinely didn't even know existed because we live so much in our, you know, our conscious mind day to day without even recognizing that like 95% of what we do is ruled by our subconscious. And if you want to change your life, you need to change your subconscious. And that's obviously a lot easier said than done, but recognizing that you can change it and you can work through it through, you know, journaling and working through limiting beliefs and um, affirmations every day. And I listen to a lot of good podcasts about it too. I think just like recognizing that that's kind of the first step in changing your life is changing your subconscious and becoming aware of that. A big theme that's coming up for me right now is just the awareness. And like just learning and being aware that you can do all of these things is like the biggest first step ever, because most people don't even take the time to take a step back and become aware, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. And there's so much under the surface that we are not aware of, that we don't take the time to think about, oh, maybe because this thing happened eight years ago. I have this belief that I'm unworthy or have this belief that I can't do what I want or that I need someone else to validate me before I proceed in a direction or what it, whatever it may be. Oh yeah. The awareness is the first step a hundred percent.
1: Exactly. And we don't realize how much like growing up has, as children has an effect on our subconscious mind. So it's like we take on the beliefs of our parents and the things that we saw growing up and, all of those things go into play between just like figuring out your own shit. Like, where is this coming from? Like asking yourself why, like, why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: that's so powerful. And something I've been
0: feeling called to as well right now, really looking at my limiting beliefs and getting, getting like face to face with them and writing them out and journaling a lot and thinking about it like where did i get this from and what do i actually know to be true like what do i actually know from my own
1: experience not what i think but what i know right exactly and i feel like that's something i've even been helping a lot of my clients with one on one because like they'll come to me with you know body image issues or problems with like their relationship with food or things like that or like a fears like fears of weight gain or whatever and that's something that's been so powerful for them and I've seen how much it's helped of like, okay, well, where's this belief coming from? Like, why do you think this way? And a lot of the times, you know, it comes from like society or social media or things like that. And so just becoming aware that like, Oh my gosh, this isn't even true. Like, this is not what I believe. This is just what I've been like programmed and taught to think. And then they can therefore improve so much of their relationship with food and with themselves and their bodies, because they realize it's not their truth. So that's another thing I just thought of when it comes to like your, your belief systems. 100,000%. That is so
0: important. And I think it's something I would say 80% of girls yes. struggle with, if not more. More. <laughs> um, probably like around 90 to 95%. Um, maybe there's a couple, 10% that don't yeah. feel that. But it's so important to be aware of what society indoctrinates us about. You know, we're told oh, you have to look this way to be considered pretty or this is what you see on the commercials or the magazines or whatever. And so this is the definition of what it means to be fit or even diet culture mm-hmm. as a whole tells us so many things that become our beliefs. Carbs are bad. You have to do hit work exactly. workouts to lose weight. You have to be in a caloric deficit, whatnot. So it's so important to dismantle where it all comes from. And speaking of diet culture, you know, share with us a little bit about how you feel that has impacted, you know, us as girls and how, you know, in your social media, you talk a lot about holistic healing, which is something I'm super passionate about and holistic health and going beyond diet culture, like anti-diet culture vibes. So share a little bit about that. What's your take and what are your biggest tips for confidence?
1: Yeah, no, diet culture, I think is like the root cause of so many problems with young women nowadays. It's like truly the most sad thing ever, because like we were saying, it, it, these beliefs, they, they come from something external outside of us. That's not true. It's just not true. Like, oh, I can't eat carbs or I can't eat past 9 p.m. Or I'm going to gain weight if this happens. And if I gain weight, I'm unworthy. Like these little connections that just they all add up, they add up into a string of like, well, where's this come? Like, why? What, like, (laughs) and diet culture is really the root of a lot of these things. So I think the second that you make a promise with yourself that's like, okay, F diet culture, like I choose to unfollow these social media accounts that promote it and I choose to know my own truth and. Be really create a really strong core within myself. Like, I know who I am. I know I am beautiful, X, Y, and Z. I know I can do X, Y, and Z, and I will be whatever. Like, I choose to trust my body. So, it's kind of like, like we were saying, even in the beginning, it's like letting go of that external grasp and instead looking internal, of like, okay, I don't need someone outside of me to tell me what's best for my body. I can actually do that myself. Like, I have that choice, I have that power. So it's putting the power back in our own hands instead of, you know, diet culture. And I know that's a lot easier said than done because it's all around us. Even like girlfriends, they all talk about it and these things are always happening. But I think the second you create like a really strong core within yourself and put the power back into your own hands is the second that will become a lot more confident and you won't really get your only really care when you see things about Diet culture anymore. Like now, I see something about it, it'll come up on my free page or something, and I just laugh. I'm like, okay, so dumb. (laughs) So, it's little things like that. That's so true.
0: And it's so important to take back your power, unfollow the accounts that don't promote what you believe in or what you don't want to see or what makes you feel bad about yourself. Like what we consume is also part of our diets. What we consume. Like on social media, the type of posts that we see, the accounts we follow, all of that is part of our diet, quote unquote, oh, yes. too. Not to use the word diet, but mm-hmm. of, of our nutrition. <laughs> um, it's important to like take care of that. Our mental health is a really important part of our health, too. And you talk about that as well. So what are your thoughts about the tie between
1: mind and the body? A lot of my clients, they come into me expecting that the external will change the internal and it's actually the opposite. That is something that has been huge. And I've been helping uncovering with my clients is that what you believe internally will change the external. And I think that's just like the missing component in all of this is that it's like, once you change your beliefs and you change the way you perceive your reality and you perceive yourself, then you will look different. You will feel different. Like everything falls into alignment once you make the conscious effort to change your belief system. And that is the biggest thing of all time. Like it doesn't matter. I know this to be a fact because, because of body dysmorphia, it doesn't matter how much weight you lose or how amazing you look. If internally you don't think you look good and you think that you want to lose another five pounds and another five pounds, you'll never be happy and satisfied with what you look like because internally you've already declared that you're not happy. So how do you expect anything externally to change how you feel internally? It's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it's also about giving yourself the validation in the sense of like celebrating your wins and staying in the present. Because if you're always looking at the future outcome, you forget to celebrate everything you've achieved, how far you've already come, right? Like, Yeah, maybe there's some people who want to lose five pounds. Okay, they lose five pounds. But then when you get to those five pounds, be like, oh my gosh, congrats to myself. I did what I wanted and I'm happy with it now. And I'm going to be in the now and celebrate how I've come, but I don't need to keep going. Because so often we reach our goals and then we think of the next and the next and the next. And that can so easily translate into losing weight and never being happy because you're always looking at the flaws and you're not focusing on everything you do love about where you are exactly so so powerful to, to think about that too and that's something I've noticed in my work in my business too with my clients and with myself too like through my own journey it was such an important part of my own growth like deciding these are my beliefs this is what I what I stand for and this is how I'm going to treat myself mentally spiritually physically all of it so yeah, so exactly. so important for all the girls listening another thing I wanted to talk to you about briefly is astrology because I know you're a fellow astrology lover so share with me how you got into astrology and what your take is on it I know there's a lot of skeptics out there but we believe in astrology over here and I say believe but I think that word sometimes is what gets people stuck because I don't even think it's a thing about believing like what I've come to realize about astrology is that the cosmos exists, the planets exist, the influences are affecting us either way. You can choose to work with it, learn about it and use it to your advantage to get to know yourself, improve yourself, even like figure out what's going on in your life and understand your current situation. Or you can just choose to ignore it, but it's still going to exist.
1: It's still a part of That's our That's so world. true. It's going to affect you either way. Um, you can choose to believe it or not. Just like the sun's um, rays affect you, whether or not you want to believe it. Like you'll, you'll, you'll get burnt, you'll get tan, whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> We're in this universe. Exactly. Um, which is funny because quick story time. I actually used to be a big astrology skeptic. And so... The turning point for me was a few years ago. I think this was like three years ago at this point. There was one of my mom's like friends of friends was an astrologist. She was in Chicago and my mom offered her like our house to stay at. And since she was staying at her house, she offered for me and my sister's like free birth chart readings. And I was like, why do I want to get this done? Like, this is so stupid. Like, what, what, why would, Why? My mom was like, she's just doing it for free. Just see what she has to say. I was like, okay, whatever. Sure, mom. So (laughs) she ends up giving me my birth chart reading. We talked for literally like two hours and I was shocked, like literally shook. I could not believe everything she said about me. And this was also in the time when I think I was first starting to like I was like 20 years old. So I wasn't like a kid anymore. I was starting to like become a little bit more aware, aware of my presence in this world. So when she told me all these things about me, just from my birth chart, I never told her anything about me. I was literally shocked. And I think that was the catalyst for me starting to like astrology because it just helped me better understand myself. And that's what I don't get when people are so anti-astrology that it's just like, it helps you become the best version of you. It helps you become aware and like know yourself better and know why you do certain things and how to play to your different strengths and how to be more aware of maybe some of your downfalls and whatever it is, it just, it helps. It helped me so much. And I think astrology is something that's really comforted me also these past few years of just like knowing that like life is going to have ups and downs and that's okay. And here's how to work with these different energies and, you know, once you talk to a really good astrologist, I think that is a big game changer because you're not just looking on like your horoscope.com. You're actually like understanding your birth chart. And I think that was a big game changer. And to anybody who is a skeptic, like I do suggest actually talking to a good astrologist because it is life changing. <laughs> yes, astrologers are like my friend- <laughs> carolina she will do birth chart readings now (laughs) yes 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 if you want to get a birth chart reading hit me up yes at the carolina
0: lifestyle and i will hook you up with a with a reading no but you're you're so beyond right and it was a similar experience for me in the sense that i was a skeptic too and but i always had this curiosity i remember ever since i was a little kid and As time evolved and I started to download like CoStar or like really like look at every single possible website that would give me some understanding of my birth chart, I started to learn more and get more and more curious. And I started to also look more thoroughly at the transits happening, like not just affecting me, but affecting society and how the transits of 2020 matched basically what happened in the pandemic like the fact that it happened was kind of predicted by astrology and I had read it before it happened like in 2019 I really started to understand how powerful it is but what you were saying about but the thing that you said that most that I think is most important is the fact that astrology helps us become our best selves like by learning about your shadow and your light through astrology you're able to see where you need to learn what you're here to become better at and also what your strengths are, like what you can play into. And it's just so cool. And I also think that it helps when I've started learning about my family's charts and my friends, I've started to understand why they are the way they are and respect it instead of trying to change them because they're inherently different. And also has helped me have more compassion towards them and more patience and stop comparing my journey to someone else's journey because our paths are different. Our souls chose to come to earth in a different time in a different day when the sky looked different. And so every time the asteroids or the planets are in a different position now, they're going to affect me differently than you or someone else. So it's okay for us to be in different journeys. Exactly. That's such a good way to put it. I love that. Yeah. My gosh, yeah, it's so awesome. And I think it's something that I recommend also everyone doing a birth chart reading because when I also got readings done before, it's been really amazing. Like I've had two different birth chart readings. I've also gotten like a year – I've done a solar return reading. So it's someone looking at the map of your next year and giving you hints and like things you can tap into I've looked at, I've done also reading of like a sinistry, which is like my birth chart compared to my boyfriend's birth chart. You can do it with a friend or family member. So the opportunities to explore are endless. And yeah, if anyone is interested, you can book a reading with me. I have a link on my Instagram. Um, and yeah, I love that you're also into it. So Love that. Love that for us. Astrology I astrology queens oh, we love it we love it I feel like a lot of people who are into like the holistic worlds and energy and meditating is also into astrology yes so, so true I love that <laughs> And okay, we're gonna do a couple like rapid fire questions to close off the episode. I've loved everything we've talked about. It's all so important. So now let's do a couple little fun questions. You don't have to like overthink them, just like whatever intuitively comes. Awesome. Okay,
1: first question. What makes you feel like your higher self? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say probably taking a step back and not being reactive, like not being reactive to my emotions and not being reactive to like outside things, not being reactive to like, you know, external good and bad things as much, just like being really having a really strong core of myself and who I am and not um, not being reactive, I guess. Yes, totally. Okay. What is your morning routine? Morning routine. Um, she's still working on it a little bit. Some days look different than others. I'm, I am honestly not a routine gal at all, but I'm really trying to be, (laughs) that is my biggest struggle right now is that like, I suck at routines, but I'm forcing myself to do it. So lately, like this morning, I got up meditated for like five, 10 minutes stretched for five, 10 minutes. Those are two things I actually do every single morning, which really helps me. Um, And then i made a matcha and I went for a walk. So that was a really good morning routine. I try to do some sort of like gratitude journaling or affirmations as well. But really just depends on the day. I would say my main two are like that meditation and stretching as soon as I get out of bed. Awesome.
0: And it's so natural for for things to, to fluctuate. I'm in that process right now too. And it ebbs and flows. So
1: yes, 100%. All right. Matcha or coffee? Matcha, baby. I'm a big matcha fan these days. I still do love coffee. I have a special place in coffee. In my heart, but matcha has helped with anxiety so much that I just like, I've learned to love matcha a lot. Yes. Favorite book you've ever read? Oh, that's tough. Honestly, I'm going to choose two. I'm going to choose The Power of Now and I'm going to choose You Are a Badass. Those two have been, oh, and the one I'm reading now, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. This one is incredible by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm still not finished with it. It's a big book, but like, I'm obsessed with this book. Clearly, I really like self-help books. So,
0: <laughs> Same here, though. It's the only thing I read, and it's I have insane. to read. I have to read that one for sure.
1: You would love it.
0: I know. I know. I really have yet to read from oh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's amazing. I will read it after the next one that I read, um, which is going to be a Gabby Bernstein book. So I'm mm. so excited. Okay, last question. If there's one piece of advice – you would hope people take away from this episode.
1: What would it be? It's to start gaining awareness in your life, and I think that's the topic that's or a theme that's been string strung along this whole episode. Is just be aware of everything, literally everything. It's like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? Who am I? Who do I want to be? Like why is this happening in my life? Like take control and ownership of your life, like create the reality you want and to manifest what you want and to live the life you want, you need to start with awareness. So if somebody's listening to this and feels kind of overwhelmed with all of it, um, just know the first step is, is that awareness piece. And I think becoming aware of everything for me helped so much. And that included a lot of dark times, a lot of, a lot of, times that I was alone and by myself, not talking to people and crying, being in my feelings, feeling the feels, um, journaling everything. Like there were, there were a lot of dark times that I had to get through to gain that understanding and awareness too. So know that it's a journey, know that it's not linear, but it's worth it. And we're all still on it. Even I, even though I've manifested a lot of what I wanted now, still on a journey, um, it's, it's a lifelong process. So I guess that was more than just one thing, but to, to wrap it all up.
0: (laughs) Yes. The journey never ends. It's an ongoing process for the rest of our lives. So exactly. Love it. And one more to close off, what is a mantra
1: that you live by or a favorite quote? So many, I would say something that always brings me back to the present, this quote that I love, I forgot who said it, but it's, if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present. That's one of my all time favorite quotes. Just came to my mind. Yes. Probably at Cartoli, honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much, Rebecca. This has been amazing, as always. Fantastic. Love I love, you, girl. Me too. All of our conversations are always so amazing. And I am glad the audience is able to to catch a glimpse of it learn from you learn from your story and just gain more awareness of everything that they can do just by paying attention to life so yes thank you so
1: much and for having me girl of course share where everyone can find you plug yourself yes i am rebecca lee health on instagram so lee spelled l-e-i-g-h and then on TikTok, I'm Rebecca Lee with two A's. And then also my YouTube channel, which I'm starting to post on every single week. It's just Rebecca Lee. Woohoo!
0: Everyone go check her out. Give her a follow. She is amazing. And we love everything that you share. So thank, thank you, you so again, much, girl. girl. Love you so much. Love and you I hope you have yeah. an amazing rest of your day. You too. That is it you guys. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did recording it. Had so much fun chatting with Rebecca. She is truly so awesome. So make sure to check her out. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Make sure to check out at Luna the Podcast for posts about the episodes. Reach out to me, share what you've been enjoying, takeaways you've been having from the episodes. And also remember, my DMs are always open, both on the Luna the Podcast Instagram, as well as the Carolina Lifestyle Instagram. I'm sending you so much light. You are loved, and you deserve everything you desire. See you on the next episode.